In this episode of the Magic Kitchen Podcast, we're talking about magical consent. I'm Leander Witchwood. And I'm Elise Wells. And welcome to the Magic Kitchen Podcast, where we talk about magic, kitchen witchcraft, herbs, and everything in between. If you're looking to deepen and make witchcraft your way of life, join us in the Rebel Mystic community. This is a private group for individuals looking for support and structure in navigating their magical journey. Join myself, Eris, and Erowyn as we traverse the Shadowlands, ignite your magical fires, and learn to integrate magic as a journey into the everyday life. We will support you in your healing journey aid you in understanding various magical and esoteric modalities, and learn to connect with spirit guides, ancestors, and deities. The link will be in the show description. Sometimes we find ourselves confronted with the difficult question of, do I have the right to do this magic? And this usually comes up when we're thinking about doing magic in relationship to other people, magic that might affect somebody else, especially someone we know. And do we need their consent to do this spell or this working or put this intention out into the universe? So we're going to talk about when you need someone else's consent, when you should or should not really get involved with somebody else's magical wishes, and when it comes to our own energy, what our rights are, which is all of them. We always have full rights and control over our energy. Yeah. Absolutely. And this really comes up because we see a lot of, you know, you have to get permission before doing a spell in every single case, which I don't agree with. I don't think every single situation requires consent. I don't think if um, you need to get somebody out of your life that you have to get their consent because obviously they're in your life overstepping their bounds to begin with. It's getting their consent is kind of a mute point. Yeah. Yeah. If if it's to protect yourself, if it is purely about you, you're not wishing harm on someone else. You're not asking that this thing happen to someone else. Well, even if it's positive, you're not asking anyone else's involvement in this. If it's, If the spell or the working is completely about yourself and your energy... You do not need the consent of others. Think about a job manifestation spell. It probably wouldn't cross your mind to email the company and ask their consent to do a spell to manifest them to hire you. Right. right? Like, that would be the cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life. So, It'd probably be a good way to get not hired. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it. yeah, probably not. Don't do that. So it's, it's kind of that same thing. Like, if, if it's about you and you're not. You're not harming anyone else. It's nowhere near your intention to harm someone else. Then it is within your right to do. Yeah, I agree. And 
especially with energy protection, you have the right to protect your energy. Your energy belongs to you. It doesn't belong to anyone else. You don't have to be a martyr to anybody else's cause Mm -hmm. in that aspect. Nobody has a right to your energy. No, no, absolutely not. And I think there's this big misconception that, oh, we have to be this martyr. We have to be completely giving. And that is such patriarchal bullshit. I'm going to say it right there because I know Erin's listening right now and she's going, yes. This is a conversation that we have a lot in the shop between the the three of us. Like, I swear we need to have like a secret hidden camera that just records (laughs) our conversations because (laughs) that'd be gold stuff right there. (laughs) (laughs) But the whole idea that we have to give 100 percent of ourselves until the day we die, until we're completely dry of all magical energy, personal energy, physical energy is complete bullshit. We don't have to do that. You do not have to be everybody else's well of sustenance and energy. Yeah. You need to protect you so that you're not running yourself dry and you're not constantly giving without any expectation or gratitude coming back to you. The people in your life who are taking from you also need to refill that well for you. Yeah. Yep. And even if somebody very close to you wants you to do magic for them, it's maybe not your place to really do that. If it's something that they care about enough, they should be manifesting that change. It shouldn't fall to you in isolation on your own, in your time to do magic for someone else. Now, if that person says, hey, I wrote this ritual and I I could really use your magical energy and you like their energy and you're comfortable with their energy, maybe you've done ritual work before, then that's totally different. Covens do this all the time. If we have somebody Mm -hmm. who needs healing, we will get together or when we get together on a Sabbath, we will send healing to that person. We will definitely show up for them in that way. But if somebody doesn't want to be involved with the magic, maybe they don't even believe in magic. Right. That's not... That's a red flag. It's a huge yeah. red flag. Yeah. And and we need to stop putting ourselves in a position of being everything to everyone else. There is yeah. a level of personal responsibility in the magical community that needs to be honored by all magicians. Newbie versus uh, expert, it doesn't matter. You can be doing this for 100 years or just five minutes. It doesn't matter. There is a level of expectation that needs to be put on the person that wants the thing and not put on someone else. It's not okay to look at somebody and say, oh, you've been doing this for 20 years. You know what you're doing. Do this for me. No, that's not okay. Now, if it was a different approach, like, hey, like like you said, hey, I wrote this ritual or I need this thing. I need help writing the ritual. If you're asking for contribution rather than placing that unreasonable expectation onto someone else exactly. to solely hold. And that goes back to the whole uh, monotheistic idea of saying a prayer and uh, m- making it the responsibility of the deity, yes. or an outside source to take care of your problems. That's yeah. not how we do that here. This, that's not how things work here. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. are the source of your energy and you need to take care of your energy. Today's witch tip is to do art in devotion to deity. A lot of deities are deities of creativity, such as Apollo or Hephaestus or Brigid. 
So if you're looking for a way to honor deity or an offering to leave them, you could consider writing a poem to Brigid. You could do a painting or a make jewelry or do metalworking towards Hephaestus. Or if you're working with Apollo, you could play a song or write a song for him in devotion. So some of the more common spells that I, I see people wondering, you know, do I need someone's consent for this? Um, that my executive decision is probably no. Now, again, everything we say is our experience. It's our point of view. So you don't have to feel the same about this. No pressure to feel the same way about this, but we'll give reasons as to why we feel this way. So one that I do not think you need the other person's consent for is when you are doing an energetic cord cutting. Mm. And I'm going to end this episode with a meditation to help you do a cord cutting. Because I think it's something that it requires a lot of visualization, which isn't everyone's strong suit. And it also mm. requires a lot of decisiveness. Like you have to really, yes. really know that you don't want this person in your life. And like with all spells, you have to take the actions to cut them out in right. the mundane world as well, blocking them on Facebook and Instagram and all that, mm -hmm. blocking their number, mm -hmm. getting rid of their things, tying up loose ends. If it was a relationship and they left stuff at your house, get rid of that, give it back get to them, you know, be, yep. be the bigger person in this cord cutting, but it is your right to protect your energy by dismissing that person from your life. Now, what's important here is you're not wishing them ill. If you're wishing them right. ill, <clears throat> if you're trying to, you know, manifest that they don't get the new apartment they applied for or that their current girlfriend that they left you for, you know, leaves them or something like that's no longer about right. your energy. It's actually sapping your energy to send mm -hmm. negative bits of it to that person. So that's that's not what a cord cutting should be. If you're simply saying, I do not want this person in my life. I don't want them to know what I'm about. I want them to forget about me. That's all about you. And that is your right to do. So you do not have to you know, open that can of worms again, unblock them and call them up and be like, hey, by the way, I'm going to do a, a ritual <laughs> to get rid of you because yeah. you're already doing that work. You're just strengthening it with your connection to spirit. And I, I think a good point to make there is there a diff there in wishing harm, wishing ill, that's essentially a curse or a hex. Yeah. So there's a difference between a cord cutting, a binding and a curse. So in this instance, if you're wishing someone ill while doing a cord cutting, that's a curse. And essentially you're wishing them harm. But you could also, you know, reframe it. You don't have to wish somebody ill, but you can set up like a mirror against yourself that any negativity that they send to you comes back to them as a lesson that they learn yeah. that lesson so that they don't keep repeating the patterns and hurt other people. There's nothing you can do about that. You can't change somebody who doesn't want to be changed, but you can ask the universe for help in getting that person to see the harm they do to others. And you're not infringing on anybody's will because it's still going to be their will of whether or not they want to learn the lesson. Some people yeah. never learn their lessons and that's their path. That's, what they're going to be doing for this misery in their life. They're going to be creating yeah. their own misery and they're going to constantly be battling with their shadows and wondering, why do I keep doing this? Why do people hate me? But it's, it's 
they will never recognize what's going on, but you can ask for assistance in, you know what, I, I'm cutting the cord with this person and I'm going to put up a mirror spell around me in relation to this person and anything that they send to me, I want it sent back to them as a lesson, that they learn the lesson, that they become a better person. And that is, you're not infringing on anybody's will because it's mm-hmm. just a request. You're not demanding that it happens and you're not you know, manipulating anything for it to happen. You're just washing your hands of the situation and hoping them that better things come of it. Yeah. And you can do this even when you shield in the morning. You can decide that today's shield is just keeping negative energy away from you. But, you know, maybe something happens where you feel like you're getting a lot of toxicity from somebody in particular that you, you know, you need to be around or maybe you're not even around them. You're still just kind of feeling this like vibe through social media or in your text conversations. So you can then decide on those days that your shield is actually going to rebound, you know. A phrase that I use when I am in this place is, may all that does not serve me rebound from my shield and return to sender. Absolutely. So you can take that phrase and use that in your shielding or, you know, use something Mm -hmm. similar. But yeah, yeah, it's not a, I'm not saying, you know, I'm sending negative energy. I'm just saying I don't want it and I want it to go back to them, back to whence it came. Yep. Yeah. And I'll do that often, especially if I'm getting a lot of hate from someone for no reason. I mean, think about it. There are a lot of people out there holding their breath, hoping, waiting and anticipating your failure. Yeah. And I that's not cool. Like that is such a childish and it it really it shows their shadow and it shows where they need to grow and learn and accept their own responsibility for their own energy. But I mean, we are all connected through energy. We are in a big, vast sea of energy. So yeah, energy can come to us and it can reach us without our consent in a way and without us realizing it. So especially if you find that this person's weighing on your mind or, you know, they're trying to get to you through other people which I have found happens a lot, like high school, you know, oh, she said, he said, said you know, the whispers yeah. in the hallway type thing. They're really ridiculous stuff. We're adults. Like, come on, let's I act know. like an adult. Let's own our shit and let's get past this. But, yeah. you know, some people are not at that point. They can't. We're all on a similar path. We're just at different points on the path. And some of us grow and some of us don't. Those of us who choose to move on and grow can't be pulled back by those who refuse. We can't allow that. That when we in, enable and when we allow bad behavior to continue, what we're doing is we're feeding ourselves poison as well as those other people. Yeah. We're perpetuating the collective shadow. We're per- perpetuating our shadow. We're pe- perpetuating the shadow that they're demonstrating. And that doesn't heal us. It doesn't allow us to grow. It doesn't allow us to manifest. It doesn't allow us to do anything but get what we don't want in this world. Because really, we're great at manifesting. Everybody is. Everybody's Mm -hmm. a master manifester. Look at everything you manifest with that negative attitude and the negative things you do. Yeah, no wonder your life is crap. Because look at how you're treating people. Look how you're treating yourself. And that's what energy is all about, how we treat ourselves. And when we treat ourselves better, then we teach other people how to treat us. So when we come to the idea of cord cutting and getting rid of the people in our lives that are not willing to grow, that's us managing our energy. And that is us setting that boundary, that firm, 
solid boundary that keeps people from messing with our growth and our healing. Yeah. So this is why you don't need permission from other people to cut them out of your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's your life. You decide mm-hmm. who's in it and you decide it's you giving your consent. Honestly, when you think about yes. it from that side, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're saying, I do not consent to negative energy coming my way. Yes. I do not consent yes. to this person's influence on my life or their opinions on my life. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you need more insight into setting boundaries, back in season one, our season one finale, episode 14, we discussed setting boundaries magically and otherwise. So definitely go back to season one and check that out. Seeking Numina is my YouTube channel where I travel the world to the spiritual sites that I find, and I share with you histories, meditations, and ambience videos to really immerse you in the place, even if you can't travel there yourself. And with Seeking Numina, I'm also now offering live in-person spiritual pilgrimages to sites in the Athens area. Go to my website, SeekingNumina.com, for more information on the tours I offer and for my YouTube channel link. You'll find the link in the description below. Let's talk about um, rituals versus a a prayer. So the idea of like, I'll light a candle for you is more of a long line of a prayer. So you're not doing an actual ritual. And an actual cord cutting ceremony would be more along lines of a ritual. So what are your thoughts on that, Elise? Yeah, I think when we're saying that we shouldn't do magic for others, we're not saying that you shouldn't light a candle you know, wishing well, a friend of yours going for a job interview, or you shouldn't send healing to, you know, another friend of yours that's sick. We're saying, you know, that when you ritualize magic, when you take the time and energy, which if you do spell work, if you show up in ritual, if you're doing workings, you know that that is a lot of energy. I mean, I, I don't do a ritual every day. I have a daily ritual, which, you know, I guess sounds kind of confusing, but it's, that's me showing up with spirit, having a relationship, having a conversation. Yes. And, yes. you know, it's, it's energizing because I'm not I'm not calling in every quarter. I'm not doing anything ceremonial. Like I'm not anointing a special candle every day. Like it's not like a ritual. Whereas when we do a no. ritual for, you know, manifesting something new or continuing a path or a gratitude ritual, these things, you know, we, we that's where we get fancy. So that's that's where we're coming from with, you know, other people's, you know, requests to do a ritual or, you know, we have to yeah. write that. We have to kind of practice it, go through it. We have to look yeah. at the structure. You know, that's just the beginning. And then once you start it and the energy sap that that is, yeah. you know, that's that's where we're at. <laughs> I mean, lighting a candle for somebody should not sap your energy. No. And it if it is, well, do some shielding like before to, you do. But it, I like it to should think just of daily rituals. As something, you know, contrast between like brushing your teeth and planning a birthday party. So a daily <laughs> <Yeah>. ritual. That- <laughs> you like that? I don't plan a birthday party every day. That's for no. sure. <laughs> no. So so like a high ceremony or a Sabbath or a, like a planned out ritual is going to be more like a birthday party where a daily ritual is more like brushing your teeth. You light a candle, you say a prayer, you move on your way. You know, yeah. so if you can do it in under two minutes, that's 
you know, how a daily ritual kind of flows where, you know, if you're planning an actual ceremony, a, a Sabbath or a spell that is more elaborate, it's going to be more like a birthday party. So that's how I think about yeah. it when I think of daily ritual versus like ritual ritual. <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy because, yeah. And, you know, we think about like a solid ritual that we really have a lot of stock in. Like we're going to look at maybe the moon phases. We're going to think about what we're wearing. We're going to mm-hmm. think, oh, I'm not going to braid my hair because I'm trying to invoke things and braids yeah. bind things to as they are. And, you know, like we might get really into the nitty gritty. We might carve our candle with a sigil we custom make. So we, tra- yes. we, you know, we practice that sigil a few times before we jump into ritual. We might use six oils on that candle and spend 10 minutes meditating with it to really get the energy in there. You know, that's, yes. that's why we say, you know, your energy is yours. That takes a lot of energy and yeah, doing magic for yourself to protect and strengthen your energy is the right use of ritual. Right. And, and we're not saying that you should never do rituals for other people, but I think the idea here is, or actually I know the idea here is equivalent exchange. You don't yes, want to constantly exactly. give of yourself. You're not a martyr. You don't need to constantly give in to every single request. You need to set those boundaries. I'm going to do yeah. this for you, but what are you going to give me in exchange? What do I get in return? And that could be money. That could be, you know, maybe they are a, a massage therapist. So they're going to give you a massage in, in lieu of you helping them with this ritual. Or maybe maybe you do a trade for products yeah. or other services. Maybe they're a good marketer and you need their marketing skills. So you're going to do this spell to help them get more clients while serving as a client of that will help boost their ratings or you you get where I'm going with this. Like it has to be equal exchange so that you're not exhausted. They're not taking advantage and the working gets, gets done. The manifestation happens. And it's hard because we want to see ourselves as healers, witches or healers. That's always the way that we, you know, we also almost use that to like, you know, calm people down when they don't know what witches are. We're like, Oh, we're healers. (laughs) We're just healers. But calm your jets. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We just love plants, that's all. But yeah. we don't want that to be like the only way, you know, that that can quickly become the only energy you have is is healing other people or worrying right. about you yeah. know, if if they're if they're happy and your happiness is your responsibility. It really is. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people try to do. They try to like subsidize their happiness by doing for other people. While that can be fulfilling, yes, but your happiness should not be based on the reviews of others. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, yeah, reviews are important if you're running a business and you're trying to pump out, you know, high quality products or services. Your reviews are going to reflect that. But as far as relationships go, somebody's opinion of you or their happiness level should not directly relate to you. That's codependent and that's toxic. And we want to heal from that. We want to get away from that. We want to be sovereign. Yeah. (laughs) 
If you found this episode helpful and inspiring, please go on to your favorite podcast player or iTunes and give us a positive review so that other witches and pagans can find us. And I'm going to end this episode with a short meditation to help you get into a meditative state of energy protection. And if you need to do a cord cutting or if you need to bind energy, this is a really great way to to get yourself in that zone. I do meditations on my YouTube channel, Seeking Numina. Um, And if you like this meditation, I've got a lot on my YouTube channel. The link is below. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath, breathing in your strength. Let this strength fill your core with a golden light and stay with you as you exhale your fears of this person. Breathe in your confidence in your decision to cut them from your life. Strengthen this golden ball of light in your core. Exhale your doubts that you should give them another chance. Breathe in your self-respect and exhale the way they made you feel about yourself. Open your eyes and picture the person who you want to cut ties with. See them standing in front of you, about six feet or two meters from you. Focus on your golden ball of energy in the core of you, behind your belly button, at the axis of your solar plexus. Feel the strength, the conviction, the decisiveness of yourself, inside and out. Take a strengthening breath in and visualize a cord of light connecting you to the other person, from your heart to their body. Maybe there are several cords, depending on the various ways you were connected in the past. Maybe this cord is thick and rope-like because of the many years you have known them. The color could be red for the anger they have caused you or treated you with, or black for the sadness and emptiness they made you feel. Maybe it is a sickly white color for the way they drained you of your energy. See this cord visually and feel it connecting you to this toxic person and sapping you of your best self. Now, tap back into that strength in your core, the self-confidence in your solar plexus. Feel that ball of golden energy inside of you. Lift your hands and pick up your spiritual scissors. Some people prefer to use a knife 
or a flame, but envision this tool of your destruction of this cord. Feel it in your hand. Grip it confidently. Feel the power moving through your body and into this tool. Focus on your strength and cut this cord. As your tool makes contact with the cord, see it dissolve, shatter, and fade away, destroyed. Watch the image of that person fade away from you, fade out of your thoughts. You are now free of their influence. This cord no longer connects you. Inhale your power once again more fully than ever before. You are strong and free from this person's influence forever. Mary meet, Mary part, and And Mary meet meet again. again. Thank you for joining us on the Magic Kitchen podcast. Please visit my website, leandrawitchwood.com, for news, information, and more episodes. I'm Elise Wells, and I can be found at Seeking Numina on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and SeekingNumina.com. That's Seeking, N-U-M-I-N-A. Join me as I immerse you in sacred meditations, ambience, ASMR, and history at spiritual sites around the world.